0: Tonight is study number 15 of Genesis chapter 7. We're going to be reading verses 13 through 16. In the self same day entered Noah and Shem and Ham and Japheth, the sons of Noah and Noah's wife, and the three wives of his sons with them, into the ark. They and every beast after his kind, and all the cattle after their kind, and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and every fowl after his kind, every bird of every sort. And they went in unto Noah into the ark two and two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. And they that went in, went in male and female of flesh, as God had commanded him, and Jehovah shut him in. In our last study, we were looking at the word entered that's used in verse 13 in the self-same day entered Noah and, and so forth, uh, into the ark. And we saw that that Hebrew word was the same word that was used in Genesis 19 verse 23 when Lot entered into Zoar. And it was the same word used In Isaiah 26, and let me read that verse again. In Isaiah chapter 26, beginning in verse 20, Come, my people, enter thou into thy chambers, and shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself, as it were, for a little moment, until the indignation be overpassed. For behold, Jehovah cometh out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth, for their iniquity the earth also shall disclose her blood and shall no more cover her slain and clearly the context here has to do with the final judgment of the people of the world because god says he will come to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity and it's at that time the earth shall disclose her blood and no more cover her slain and The only time that that will take place is at the final judgment at the end of the world. So verse 20 relates to judgment day, that final judgment, where God speaks to his people and he tells them to come and enter into the chambers and shut the doors about thee and hide thyself for a little moment until the indignation be overpassed. And we were mentioning how well that fits what took place with the building of the ark, the entering in of Noah and his family, and they uh, remain in that safe place uh, in their chambers, in a sense, until the flood was completely finished, and uh, and, and that was about uh, one year later. After the year, the indignation, which is God's anger, His wrath, was over and done with, and then they came out of the ark. Likewise, at the end of the world, in the time we're living in, God's final judgment will be accomplished. It'll be finished at some point, and then all the elect will um, come forth in in entering into the new heaven and new earth. That's the picture. Now, we were uh, talking about the word hide thyself um, right at the end of the last study. We went to Zephaniah, Zephaniah 2. And in Zephaniah 2, it says, beginning in verse 2, Before the decree bring forth, before the day passes the chaff, before the fierce anger of Jehovah come upon you, before the day of Jehovah's anger come upon you, that would be that indignation that Isaiah 26 mentioned, before Jehovah's anger come upon you, seek ye Jehovah, all ye meek of the earth, which have wrought his judgment, seek righteousness, seek meekness, it may be ye shall be hid in the day of jehovah's anger you, you see how closely identified with the statement in isaiah 26:20 20, and 21 this is the day of jehovah's anger is judgment day it's it's the final judgment of all the inhabitants of the earth and at this time this verse is uh, beseeching people to seek the lord to approach unto God's throne of grace before, uh, the word before was used, I think, three or four times in verse 2, before the decree, before the day passed, before the fierce anger of Jehovah come, and, and so forth, before, 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 that's the time for seeking and And in seeking God's mercy, in in seeking grace that could be extended and salvation that could be granted at that time, because that's the day of salvation before the day of anger. That's the acceptable time wherein a a man or a woman could find a merciful God and and God could grant salvation and salvation is what hides a person in the day of God's anger. Seek meekness it may be ye shall be hid in the day of Jehovah's anger. And and again in comparing that to Isaiah twenty six Come, my people, enter thou into thy chambers, and shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself, as it were, for a little moment, that ye may be hid in the day of his anger. And here is what that means. It doesn't mean that we have to be silent when it comes to the Bible. It, it doesn't mean that we cannot speak publicly as some have thought, um, the things of God that we cannot share what the Bible teaches. But what it means is really defined in Colossians chapter 3. I'll start reading in verse 1 of Colossians 3. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, just as Zephaniah Encourage people to seek the Lord. That's basically what this is saying. Where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. That is, to the saved people, Ye are dead. Ye are dead in Christ. And and our life is hid with Christ in God. And then it says in verse 4, When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. So, God grants salvation to his elect... Which number? Great multitude, just scores of millions of people all over the face of the earth, out of the whole of mankind. It's only a tiny remnant, but still, it's a great multitude, and they are blessed with the salvation of God. And at the moment they become saved, their life is hid with Christ in God. And they are now hid or protected in the day of God's anger. So all this great multitude that are left on the earth, they're alive because they've become born again and they remain while God begins the judgment process. And he begins it by shutting the door of heaven and ending his salvation program. Now, it's the day of judgment. The time to seek the Lord, the time while he may be found, was before the time of his anger. Judgment day is the day of his anger. It's not a time to seek his mercy, to seek to be hid. That time was before. You do not seek to enter into the ark After the rain begins, once the rain begins, the the door of the ark is already shut. Everyone that has entered in is already within the safe haven of that vessel. God did not open up the door to the ark to anyone else once the 17th day of the second month of Noah's 600th year came, because it wasn't the time. The Lord is very orderly. He He does things according to his program of times and seasons. God opens up a door, a great uh, effectual door, a door of utterance, wherein uh, the, the early rain goes forth. He saves his people uh, over the course of the church age when the early rain fell, then at the proper time, he shuts the door within the churches and congregations, and there, there begins a spiritual famine. There, there's no more salvation taking place within the church. And, and, and then, at the proper season, God once again opens up the door of heaven in a tremendous way, we could say wider than it's ever been opened before. For a short little season, that's uh, taking place, the second part of the great tribulation period, and he saves a great multitude of people. and And while the door is open, yes, seek the Lord and God's people. Um, we we witness this and we testify to this. We tell others to go to God and cry out for mercy and beseech him for mercy for all your worth. And if anyone tells you to be quiet, then cry all the more. Like blind Bartimaeus, people told him to be quiet when he was crying for mercy, but he was crying in the proper season, and therefore cry all the more. Don't let anyone shut you up at that time, because God perhaps... Peradventure might grant mercy to the one approaching boldly unto his throne of grace. And all is done in proper time and season. But then once God shuts the door of heaven, which he did do on May 21, 2011, 7,000 years exactly from the flood that had the date, of the underlying Hebrew calendar date, May 21 did, of the 17th day of the second month of the Bible calendar, which matches the day that God shut the door of the ark in Noah's time. And then God shut the door of heaven, and the evangelization program for the earth ceased. God sending forth the gospel unto salvation or to seek the lost sheep of the house of Israel came to an end. All had now been accomplished. All the elect to be saved whose names were recorded in the Lamb's book of life were found and all safely brought into the kingdom of heaven. They were hid with Christ in God. Their life is hid with Christ in God. They now have the security of God's salvation, the security that uh, the ark typified from the flood that would destroy the earth, but the flood could not touch the people inside of the ark. Likewise, God would begin the final judgment of the world, and it and this final judgment will utterly destroy all the inhabitants of the earth and the world itself at, at its conclusion. But it cannot harm nor destroy God's people, God's elect, because their life is hid in Christ with God. And, and so... That's the idea behind this entering in. God could do nothing until Noah entered the ark, until Lot entered Zoar, until, as we read in Matthew 25, in a parable that the Lord Jesus gave concerning ten virgins. I want to spend a little time on this, so we'll, we'll start with verse 1 of Matthew 25. And I'll try to quickly explain as we go through. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Now what does the Bible tell us about lamps? Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. And and therefore God associates his word or the Bible with a lamp. And all ten virgins had lamps. So these ten virgins are those that identify with the word of God, or identify with the Bible. We would say they're Christians. Then, And, and ten points to completeness. Then it says in verse 2, And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. Now we know that of the ten There are some that are saved because they're wise. And Christ is the essence of wisdom. Anyone who possesses the spirit of Christ possesses wisdom and is counted wise by God. Those that lack the spirit of Christ lack wisdom and they are considered fools. And then it says in verse 3, They that were foolish took their lamps... And took no oil with them. Now we know the lamp represents the Bible. And oil in the Bible identifies with the Holy Spirit. When a, a, a prophet um, like Samuel would anoint a king like David, he would anoint him with oil signifying that the Spirit of God had come upon him. And And so the foolish have lamps that is these unsaved individuals who profess to be Christian have Bibles and that's what we see all around us in the church we we find professed Christians who have Bibles but they they have no oil um, with them they they have everything else they have the name of Christ they have the word of Christ but they lack oil, the Holy Spirit. Because if you're not saved, you, you just do not have the Holy Spirit. You have no oil. Then it says in verse 4, But the wise, and the wise are those that have the Spirit of Christ, took oil in their vessels with their lamps. And uh, oil goes right along with being wise. Because oil is the Holy Spirit, They have wisdom, the Spirit of Christ. They have the Holy Spirit. And and so the ones that are truly born again, the elect, have the name of Christ. They're virgins. They have lamps, the Word of God. And they also have the Spirit of Christ, which is emphasized doubly, Emphasize because they're called wise and they have oil. In verse five, while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. The bridegroom is Christ. While these professed Christians and, and true Christians all waited for the bridegroom, They they all slept. The wise slept and the foolish slept. The saved and the unsaved slept while waiting. And this identifies, this sleeping, with what we read in the parable of the wheat and the tares in Matthew 13, where it says in verse 25, But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. And in that parable, the Lord is telling us about the church age and how it is that so many unsaved people came to be um, associated with the churches and congregations. While men slept, Satan came and sowed tares amongst the wheat. That is, during the church age is when Satan was actively sowing tares, and that's also the time that men slept. And, and and so when we read here in Matthew 25 that of these ten virgins, that uh, while the bridegroom tarries, they all slumbered and slept, it has to do with the church age. It's telling us over the course of 1955 years of the church age, this was the situation. The wheat and the tares grew up together, and God spiritually uh, indicates that all were asleep together during the time they were expectantly looking for, waiting for Christ to come, but he tarried over that time. He did not come at his second coming during the, the church age. And then in verse 6, and at midnight, there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. And midnight is a word that identifies with judgment. And in this case, it has to do with the judgment of the great tribulation. The, the judgment on the churches, the great tribulation occurred at the same time judgment began at the house of God. And... And so, during the time of the judgment on the churches, or during the Great Tribulation, a cry was made that the bridegroom comes, or Christ is coming. Now, was there such a cry made during the time of the Great Tribulation? Yes, of course. There was a worldwide proclamation that Christ is coming, May 21, 2011. And this cry went out, during the period of the Great Tribulation for several years, while the Great Tribulation was ongoing. So it was a cry made at midnight, during the time when God was judging the church. And, go ye out to meet him, relates to other information God opened up during the Great Tribulation, the judgment on the church, that his people must come out of the churches... To go out into the world. That you, you cannot meet, uh, not properly, you cannot meet the bridegroom and remain in the church. God warned against that. He commanded his people to come out of the churches and congregations. And remember here, it's the ten virgins, all who slumbered and slept, all who were in the church together, that hear the cry that the bridegroom is coming and that they must go out. And, and that's exactly what happened when the information of the end of the church age was declared. And, and, uh, it was practically right on the heels of that, that May 21, 2011, judgment day was declared. That information opened up very closely together. Then it says in verse seven, then all those virgins arose and trim their lamps. Alright, now all the virgins means the wise and the foolish. They all heard the cry that the bridegroom Christ is coming, and the command go out to meet them. And, in response, all the virgins arise and turn to their lamps. And what is the lamp? Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. So, the wise and the foolish all go to the Bible. And and that is exactly also what happened when this information came forth. Everyone turns to the Bible. The pastors, the churches, turn to the Bible the same way as God's elect turned to the Bible. But they came up with different conclusions. And here's why in verse 8. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil... For our lamps are gone out. Now what is the oil again? The Holy Spirit. If you have a lamp, it doesn't do you much good unless you have oil to light the lamp. And if you lack oil, you have a lamp, but your lamp will stay dark and it will enlighten nothing because you need oil to light the lamp so you can see the wise had the oil the foolish had no oil so they are making requests of the wise it's as though uh, here are the elect and, and they're saying we see this we see that the church age is over in the pages of the Bible our lamp is lit and we see these things we see that Christ is coming and so the unsaved, uh, as it were, turn to the saved and say, Well, show us, show us, give us of this oil, or, or show us uh, so we can see these things too. And, and the response in verse 9, But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you, but go ye rather to them that sell, and buy for yourselves. So the elect respond with, look, I can't open up your eyes. I can't show you what the Holy Spirit shows me. It takes the Holy Spirit. It takes you to have your own oil in order for your lamp to light so you can see these things. And so the wise, the elect, direct these others to where they can get oil. That is, to God, the triune God. Uh, go ye rather to them, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And, and God likens himself to a merchant man in the book of Isaiah. Go to God and, and buy and sell. That is, God has the ability to give this oil to you so that you also can light your lamp and then you can see the time you're living in. You can see it is judgment day. It is midnight and the judgment has begun on the churches and Christ the bridegroom is coming. And so it says in verse 10, And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. Now what's going on here is that God's people direct the foolish, the unsaved, to God, but they mistakenly go to their pastor. They go to their church, because they've long, uh, mistook the church for God. And, and what the church says is the word of God. And so they go there and, and they're reasoning with one another and, and they're disputing and wondering what's going on. And while all that's Underway, Christ comes. They, they, they um, do not ever light their lamps to see that the things that were proclaimed were faithful and true. And Christ comes, and 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 uh, here they are. They, um, they're not ready. It, it says, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Well, we ran out of time at this point. We'll, Lord willing, try to pick this up in our next Bible study. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over Pal Talk, Skype, E-Bible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone.